0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk you Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. The man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C. And yes, indeed, uh, it's Dave A.C. here on another Tuesday evening. And this particular Tuesday is the 25th of February, 2014. And uh, thank you for those people who have tuned in. Tuned in sounds better, but, um, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, tune in is appropriate to those people who just joined this podcast by way of the uh, TuneIn app via iPad or iPhone or whatever, you're most welcome. This is episode uh, 128 of the weekly Big and Fruity Wine podcast, done live on TalkShoe, call ID double one double two seven two. Yes, that means you can come and join me live, either in just text chat or on the phone. You call on the phone with a US number, which is seven two four 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 seven four four four, or you can join in via an iPad app to listen at least, or you can use a computer and use the uh, at sixty six dot two one two dot one three four dot one nine two, and the time this is done live, well it's now for me of course, but it's five p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's 10pm here in the UK, although in the next couple of weeks we'll be doing a little bit of dancing about on that, because uh, in the US, um, summertime comes rather earlier than it does where I'm based here in the UK. So, welcome everybody, and um, today's topic has a strap line it's pick and Fruity Spring Clean, which is taking a little bit of liberties with the title topic, but there is a reason for it. As always, the show will run with just me in the room as it is now for about 35-40 minutes. We will have the wine that I'm drinking. Yes, I opened a bottle of wine prior to the show and uh, have a little taste and uh, sip of it and talk about it a little bit, sometimes longer than others on the show. We have a wine fact, which I'm dilly-dallying about. I have to be frank, I'm dilly-dallying about because i've got two things that i was thinking about recording so we will see maybe we'll cover both but uh, you'll have to hang on to your hats for that uh, and we will do that all in around as i say 35 to 40 minutes if we're joined live as we are sometimes by a caller um, who's on audio then the call may get extended uh, one last thing of housekeeping to do, and that is to say apologies for last week's initial start-up call. The first four, five, maybe even six minutes of the call, uh, the audio quality when I listened back to it was, uh, was poor. There was um, a lot of uh, jittering on it. I think it must have been some uh, heavy traffic on the internet, maybe from my end. I tried to check to see if my PC was doing any sort of housekeeping. It wasn't. Um, although when I looked at uh, my local recording, yes, when I do this, as well as it being recorded live, I do make a local recording. But my own local recording had uh, some issues with it. So I can upload that as a replacement. So apologies. Hopefully those people uh, got through it. If you're listening to this and um uh, had tried to listen through to last week's call, but had given up in the first three or four minutes, uh, just please uh, give it another try. Just move the slider along about six minutes into the podcast, and you should find that the audio clears up and that uh, the rest of the podcast, I hope, will be enjoyable to listen to. That was um, episode 127, and the strap line for that was One Heart and Wine okay well let's me talk about today's wine and uh let me first of all mention why i've chosen it now it's not a very expensive wine but it is a wine that i've had in for some time uh, and that relates to the title big and fruity spring clean yes what i'm going on about is that um if you find that you uh, you do like me you perhaps don't have a large cellar i don't have a large collection of wines maybe it's only a a couple of dozen bottles, maybe 30, 40, maybe more than that, maybe only half a dozen, I don't know. But you may find that you have uh, a few bottles that you tend to keep to one side. I'll save that for a special day. I'll save that for a special meal. When I've got some nice steak in, we'll have that. When we have friends over, I'll open that. And each week you go and buy yourself another few bottles or maybe once a fortnight you stock up or maybe like myself, you order some wines online like I do from Naked Wines and um maybe you just think well it's it, i don't know, it's only a Tuesday, we're just having a a, a sit in meal. Um I'll open that wine that cost me six or eight dollars that five or six pounds and um the wine that I spent double the money on, treble the money on more than that, I'll just not open that today. Well that's the spring cleaning I'm talking about. I'm talking about going in there and just checking whether some of the wines might be better off being drunk. They may not be highly expensive wines, but they may be cut above your standard bottle and they may have been in there for a few years uh, and you may be thinking, well, now's as good a time as any to drink them. Today's always a good day to drink wine. Yes, better than wharfs. Uh, today is a good day to die, today is a good day to drink some good wine. OK, well, the wine I've got is um, one of my naked wines. Uh, I haven't had it that long in one respect, I think I got this in an order about 12 months ago. But the the wine is Bevham, uh, uh, I think you pronounce it. That's B-E-V-I-A-M, Bevham. And it's a Argentinian wine. It's, a, um, it's Cabernet Sauvignon. It's from 2007. It's 13.5% by value. And then, um, although with uh, getting wines through Naked Wines, you get um, a discounted price, we're talking about a wine that could be easily a £12 wine, uh, an $18 bottle of wine, but uh, you can probably pick it up via certain retailers for twelve dollars maybe um eight eight pounds nine pounds but um, when i bought it it was considered to be a very good value for the quality of the wine uh, it has uh, been stored in barrels and then at least 12 more months in bottle before being released so although it's 2007 i don't think it actually went on sale until uh, 2010 um and uh it says, well, never mind what it says. Let me put the Twit Click link. Yes, I'm back with Twitter. Oh, as a side issue, they've upgraded my Twitter to this new Twitter look, and I'm not too sure it's working properly. I'm not getting my background showing through, although, when I've checked with other people, they say they're still seeing it, but that may well be to do with the fact that their Twitter interface is not upgraded. Anyway, for want of a better reason I am still using uh, TwitPick. So the wine I've got, as I say, it's a naked Wines Wine, it's um, it's a nine to twelve pound. It's um, uh, you know, a fourteen to eighteen dollar bottle of wine. Uh, <clears throat> and it's um, uh, Bodiga, Abodiga, uh Cava del Twenty Three, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that the TwitPic picture, about 25 people have already viewed that and it's all in small case and let me read it out it's twitpic.com forward slash d-w-n-d h-e, yes there are no numbers in that this week it's all letters, so it's twitpic.com forward slash d-w-n-d h-e and uh It's um, a lovely ruby, dark ruby uh, colour. We've got an awful lot of black fruit coming on the nose and and there's a sense that there will be a spicy undercurrent to it. So let's um, have, I've had this open a good hour. Remember it's gone 10pm here in the UK. In fact I think I opened it about 10, it's been open about an hour and 20 minutes and um, the actual glass of wine has been poured out a good 20 minutes. So let's it's it's mainly a dark uh, berry fruit, which of course is to be expected with Cabernet Sauvignon. Let's have a taste. Mm. Ugh, lots of dark fruit, but there's a definite dryness from that. Ooh, quite a dry uh, on the palate, which I, I am enjoying more and more. Maybe a little bit dry for some people. It's got a a longish finish. Uh, But there's only traces of spice. I was uh, hoping to get a little bit more vanilla, a little bit more uh, depth and variety there. It's um, it's basically got just two flavours. We've got the dark blackcurrant fruit uh, that is uh, a dryish fruit, not jammy, it's dryish. And that's um, tailing into a long, dry... um, one more taste. Hmm. Now, I, I actually quite like that. I think some people... Oh, yeah, it needs food. Oh, I want some food now. It's getting my mouth puckering up there. It really needs some fruit.
1: Let's see what it says
0: on the back of this. It's a Mendoza Red Wine, Vin Rouge... Uh, Travas, Del 23 in Caravas, spelled C A V A S. This variety is perhaps the most widely plant spread in the world and one of the most sought after. A wine with unique personality obtained through uh, ripeness in the vineyard and the climate in Mendoza. Dark ruby colour, yes. Black fruits, yes. Exotic spices mingle on the nose. Well, there was more promise of spice on the nose, I will agree. Fruit-forward wine, I agree, with ripe tannins and solid backbone. Well, I think that backbone is referring to the dryness there. Recommended serving temperature of 16 to 18 degrees centigrade with pasta and red meats. And uh, certainly got my digestive juices going, as I say, thirteen 13.5%. And one thing I'll mention, <coughs> and um, this is something I may talk about uh, later, it's an extremely heavy bottle. It is unbelievably heavy. Uh, this has got one of these Argentine bottles, by the way, that you get, where it's slightly wider at the shoulder than it slightly tapers in towards the bottom. So you've got a very distinctive profile to the shape. Longish neck, uh, narrow neck, bulging to a wide shoulder and then slightly coming in the sides but extremely heavy and quite a deep dimple in the bottom Um, Okay, let's see uh, what we can find a little bit about this wine and um, wow didn't realise I had that many links to one hand as I said it's a a naked uh, wines wine so let me put um, this um, link in the room. I think this is viewable, even if you're not a member of Naked Wines. So this is Naked Wines uh, at Cabernet Sauvignon 2007. Um, uh, from from Argentina, 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a big red. It's actually sold out currently on the Naked Wines site. Um, label, it's got... Uh, uh, and the winemaker is uh, Alfredo um, facts about it um it's a big range. alcohol 39 bottle size 75 litres. aging advice drink now until 2013. now there you see there's the spring clean it's advising that this wine won't improve anymore uh, and I, in fact I, I think i should have had this as one of my christmas new year wines Uh, And so now in February, I am drinking up. It's not likely to get any particularly better, although it is nice. And um, we'll have another sip. But it's time to drink it and um, make room for something else. As it says, serving advice, 15 to 17 degrees centigrade. Open decant, not necessary. And there's something about that, by the way. that was the other thing I was going to then. When I first looked up about this wine, I actually went to a page which was talking about the next one up in this range, which was the Reserva. And that is unfiltered. So I was wondering whether I might talk a little bit about unfiltered wines, but we'll see how we are for time. Uh, Let me, again, the maker is... um, Alfredo Meyer, that's spelled M E Y E R. Um, and very successful and liked person and um on the uh, on the thing. Um, variety of um, reactions by the way on the Naked Wine site. Uh, some people have given it five out of five. Uh, let me see what Mark has put here. Uh Marcus put 5 out of 5, superb wine, flavours of Pombatcurrant, with overtones of chocolate throughout. One of the best wines I've had from Naked. Now, let me see if I can get that chocolate. <clears throat> I'm not sure, I think the, the, the dry tannins and that strong backbone um maybe it'll open out a little bit more when I get onto it. Let's put what Stephen's put I'm just giving their first name, not giving their things. He's giving it a full four hearts out of five. Ah, now this is you see, this is this is um, exactly what I'm doing. Thank you, Stephen. I have been picking off some of my older wines recently. Which is what I'm doing uh that's what my spring clean is to have some of the wines that I feel as though uh, you know they're not going to improve by keeping them anymore they're good wines but not sort of long aged wines um, let's, so let's read what Stephen has put there these have included some non-made wines hence my lack of reviews of late however I decided to pick this out which is what I had decided to do in this. Um, um, actually it was written this uh, eight months ago however um, uh, given the remarkable weather this weekend in isolation it's probably not really the time or place to have a big heavy ageing camp yeah I think this was more of a Christmas while yeah I'm getting Christmas even from this um, however to accompany a man size Angus burger a lamb kebab, it was the perfect partner deep dark fruits in abundance a pinch of pepper yes I can get that a dose of licorice wow and I usually pick up on licorice pretty quickly Um, I'm definitely getting... I think I am getting a little bit of the mocha or chocolate coming through now, whether that's the suggestive nature of this reading. Uh, Also, he's getting a mix of vanilla and nice rounded acidity. I would think, yeah, if you like a dry wine, it is fine. Just for the sake of balance, we've got someone here, Lawrence, who's given it less than two styles, lacks sufficient depth in body, room for improvement, um... Peter, five stars, great red, full of character. Loved it. And uh, let's uh, Katrina, let's give one more here. It was a very unusual wine. I saved it for last, and I was glad I did. Very dry and deep. Not a wine to be drunk on its own. Uh, paired it with belly of pork um, it, with a zyde jus. And it was lovely. Now, i mean, to think that that name is right. Um, this dryness is really... Uh, lovely for me, but it's definitely getting my digestive juices. This would definitely go well with a uh, a big meat, maybe even venison or some some uh, some really big roast meal. Um, well, I don't want to spend any more reading the reviews. Uh, there's an awful lot of there, um, lots of reviews. Certainly, lots of people have taken the time a comment on it and everything from very you know easy nice drinking good value can be recommended to really long wind what's Jeff put I always like to see what Jeff puts uh, hmm had this for for a while and forgot about it hiding underneath all the marketplace cases it's an intriguing one this although the rim seems a little watery to look at the legs are nice and long nose is very restrained indeed and this is day three Um very tannic, uh, certainly good wine, veg- vegetal too. Uh, I'm not getting any cherry fruit at all, mulberry, yes, and a mouthful of undergrowth. Uh, I've checked and I'm not drinking a badly made vintage. <laughs> uh, so, uh So a mixed, uh, mix so it's obviously, uh, some people are finding it hard to just... Um, uh, catch this thing but I would think it's basically something that needs a food pairing and uh, if you like that sort of uh, tannin and and backbone structure it's rather nice and I've got a feeling that um, I'll enjoy this even more tomorrow I'm certainly going to only have half the bottle today and I've talked for 20 minutes, good heavens and we're still on that so let me um, move that page out of the way, let's go to winesearcher.com Let's see if we can find something about that. Yes, um, since we are talking about um, emptying the cellar, the, the wine itself is taking more of today's call. Uh, wine Searcher, let's see what this says. <clears throat> now, that has had, its price has been at some time, it dropped as low as £6. Uh, so it does vary, but of course it's gone up now, uh, gone up to over £10 And that's, of course, because, uh, you know, it's um, a wine that's, what, 2007 and we're now at 2014. Let's see what it says here. Tasting notes. Um, Not a lot that's easily readable there. Um... But basically, um, it it obviously is a wine that's ready to drink now because its price has dropped down from a high in 2003. Um, So it's obviously something that now is you should uh, really drink uh, on. Um, This province uh, in Mendoza uh, lies on the western edge of Argentina, across the Andes Mountains from Chile, while the promise is large, covers an area similar to the state of New York. Its viticultural land is clustered mainly in the Northern Park, just south of Mendoza City. So I'm going to leave that at that. Uh, there's a lot about Sauvignon uh, grape, but I've talked about that before. So I'm going to skip that. Um, and I will just put a link into um, Wine Searcher Regions Mendoza. Let me read that out so you can check that yourself. That's wwwwine searchercom forward slash regions dash Mendoza. Uh, and I'll just read a little bit from the first paragraph. Mendoza is by far the largest wine region in Argentina, located on a high-altitude plateau at the edge of the Andes Mountains. The province is responsible for roughly 70% of the wine country's annual production so an awful lot to read there about that uh, now the actual wine maker themselves uh the english site let me put the link into the english site and that is um twenty three uh, so that's c a v a s d e l twenty three with that's the two numbers dot uh, com forward slash a r forward slash e n for English, and um, they've got a list of their wines there, uh, and um, they've actually got a PDF which I actually downloaded, but uh, I wouldn't bother because it's not <laughs> it's not in English, um, uh, and also the the um, they're now advertising their 2009 vintage. I can make a few things out. Uh, with it, um, they suggest between 16 and 18 degrees to um, uh, temperature and they uh, aerate 30 minutes prior to drinking and they've got the, the alcoholic strength of the 2009 at 14% and they've got the laying down, uh, uh, total laying down between 6 and 9 years. So that's advice on the 2009 uh, vintage of this particular wine and um, obviously they've got other wines from this uh, site Um they do um, a Malvec and when we're talking about the reds and they do uh, a Bevham Syrah now it was the Syrah I believe that uh, Rowan from Naked Wines uh, came across first tasted bought um, 600 bottles of it for the Naked Wines And within two or three days, the whole 600 bottles had sold out. Uh, But it was the Cabernet Sauvignon that I bought uh, in a later purchase. And they do do a Malbec. um, And I'm just talking about red wines. Um, So let me put the link into that section of the site. And this is uh, www.casadel23.com. dot ar forward slash en forward slash dot p-h-p and you can read a little bit about it there and then I've got another site um now this is where I went um to first and actually hit the reserver page uh because the next wine up from this is the the um the cabernet Savignon but the reserver uh, but this is um, overworld wine so the side I'm looking at now and just talking about is um, www.overworldwines.de that's uh, one word .de then forward slash upload and so on. But you need to look at home Cabernet Sauvignon Bevam that's B E V I A M Cabernet Sauvignon 2007. They've still got it in stock there, uh, and they've got the price as nine euros which um are just over nine euros, which I think is just over eight pounds. Um let me see. Uh let's see what it reads. Uh San Martin Mendoza, Argentina Argentina, uh altitude seven hundred meters over sea level. Uh the harvest is handmade at the end of March. So the the next harvest, the two thousand fourteen will be harvested soon, of course, Southern Hemisphere Different time, of course, to the old world. Age of the vineyards, 32 years. Climate, dry and warm with great temperature differences. The terrain, sandy, reading grapes in a row. Ruby red colour, you can taste the fruits and spices. The matureness of the tannin leaves a long taste in the mouth. Now, that, 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 they're absolutely correct on that. Let me have another taste. And that's warming up now, now, now. And I think I'm not getting the licorice, but I am getting a little bit of the chocolate. I think coming through. Now, again, to be consumed between 16 and 18 degrees. Good to be combined with pasta or beef. It is recommended to be open 30 minutes before consuming. Alcoholic, 39 uh, percent. Contains sulfides. Uh, kept in oak casks and also at least 12 months in bottle. To be stored in a dark, cold place without vibrations. Estimated storage time five years. And uh, as I say, uh, the the um, the Reserver one, which is actually double the price, eighteen nearly nineteen euros. So that's a good seventeen pounds. Um, and that is um, also has the difference in that it, um, it's not been filtered. Uh, so let me just read what it says about that. Um, uh, remember, this is not the one I'm drinking. This is the next one up, the Reserva. Uh, please consider these wines have not been filtered. It is recommended to be open 30 minutes before consuming, to be consumed uh, preferentially at 17 degrees centigrade, good combined with pasta, beef and so on. Uh, kept in oak case for eight months and then at least 12 months in the bottle. To be stored in a dark, cold place without vibrations. Estimated storage time, seven years again. So uh, again, that's coming up to its best. Uh, it's best drinking time. So, uh, th- I've not overkept this, but there's no point in keeping it any longer and as a spring clean it's something to to drink now and enjoy. So that's those two pages. Um we've spent a long time on this, but we have got one more <laughs> one more page about that. Uh but it is apropos the whole topic. And this is uh from the uh, uh Vivino.com, www.vivino.com, uh, carvas pastel 23 and then this wine, the Beavum Cabernet Sauvignon 2007. It gives it 3.1 uh, out of 5 rating. Um, and um, what does it say here? Well, not a lot, actually. uh It it gives more actual details about the winemaker, um, and it reminds you that they do a Syrah as well, they do a Malbec, um, and they do the... um, Ah, they do a Grand Benham Malbec as well, and they do the Reservé Cabernet. Those are the red wines. So uh, that's all about that. Let me get rid of the trip pick. Right, I think... (coughs) I think, at the 30-minute mark. That's it. So now I've got uh, a, a little bit of a, an issue. Um, since we've talked about this wine so long, maybe I ought to stick to the thing that I mentioned at the beginning. One of the things I mentioned is I was particularly struck about how heavy this bottle was. So let's cover the um, the heavy and um, the the wine-filtered, uh, let leave that for another time. Let's talk about the um, the heaviness of the bottle in the, the sort of 89 minutes we've got left. There's currently just myself in the room, so we'll probably stop at, uh, in about 10 minutes. So let's go to um, a, a few pages that I found about this. Good heavens, this is an even longer URL. I'm going to stretch the page to actually read it to actually put it into the room. So uh, uh, remember, if you use ChatGrabber, go to Google, find ChatGrabber, put in call ID double one double two seven two, put in episode 128. All these links I put in, you can then find. And this is um, www.goodfood.com.au. Uh, good Food, and it's questions uh, talking about... Um, uh, re- and this question is... Is there a technical reason for heavy wine bottles? So, let's see what is said here. Again, not going to read it all, but um, we'll read a little bit. Cathy um, asks, I notice that a lot of wine bottles are heavier than they used to be. Is there a technical reason for this, or is it just fashion? And the reply I won't read it all. I want you to go to their site. It's no accident that the door of a luxury car shuts with a satisfying thud. Instead of a tiny clang. Now that the casing of oh, I didn't know this, that the casing of a Paris designer lipstick contains a weight to make it heavier than a supermarket cheapie. Although we like cashmere jumpers and Panama hats to be feather f- f- light, we more often associate quality with weight. Right. Uh, late last year the British Daily Telegraph reported that on a research and found that heavier bottles tended to be more expensive and drinkers classed as average consumers were more likely to be influenced by a bottle weight than collectors and wine professionals. It seems that collectors and experts are less interested in the bottle than the quality, of the, uh, more in the quality of the wine. Now, of course, there, there may be a historic thing about this that, um, you know, the, the thick glass... Um, uh, which uh, may uh, mean that the 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 bottle was um, you know more likely to survive rough transport are are um, you know uh, being stocked are even being stacked being stacked where the bottles are stacked one upon the other but um uh, let me just say um uh, this trend for mussels at bottles has its critics It's hard on wine waiters' wrists. The bottles can be awkward to fit in the standard wine racks. And those heavy bottles use more resources uh, to make and more fuel to transport. The only wine bottle that really needs to be heavy is a champagne bottle because it contains gas under pressure. Now, there's a lot more information there. But let's go to this uh, Telegraph uh, link page. Gosh, I don't know where this time goes. Hope you're staying with me for this. Uh, Telegraph www.telegraph.co.uk forward slash science, science news. And um, this, this was in actually the science section, not the food or um, uh, life section. Heavier wine bottles appear more expensive. And um, uh, this is by Nick Collins. Uh, this is dated sep- 15th of September. 2012. Again, not going to read all this. You need to go and check. Uh, The findings by the way are fully published in the Food Quality and Preference Journal. Uh, Let me have a look. Uh, Despite the fact that standard bottles contain the same at 75 centilitres of fluid a survey of 150 people found that consumers believed heavier bottles are more expensive and contain higher quality wine could this be down to historic use of thicker bottles to protect more expensive wines in transit or to our general tendency to est- estimate heavier things as being more valuable an analysis of 275 wines from five countries on sale in an oxford shop found that heavier bottles were on average more expensive uh, and to be of an older vintage, while red wine bottles weighed more on average than white wine bottles. Uh, Professor Charles Spench, and I'll just read this last bit. You need to go to their site. Uh, The weight-quality correlation is general response we have in many different products, uh, product categories from heavier car keys to remote controls being judged as better quality, while it may have been historically that more expensive wines were in heavier bottles to prevent damage today, I think it's definitely more done with marketing in mind than preservation of the contents and we've got let's say well i 've got a few more links, but i 'm just going to go to one more link I think today, and that is um from www.academicwineo.com. Um www.academicwino.com. Uh, so this is a, a blog www.academicwineo.com and this is from 2012 um uh, under the marketing section is wine bottle weight associated wine wine quality. The date of the article is May 8, 2012 and um Let's just, again, sample a little bit of this. Hope you will go and check it out. Just looking down the aisle at a wine shop, you, will, you all know there are a lot of different wines to choose from. Most of the time, one does not know much about the quality and thus have to make their purchase on decisions based on other factors, such as brand name, price, label, and adverts. One study found that consumers focused on two main attributes when making their purchasing decisions. And of course, this is presumably <coughs> where it's a wine they haven't had before. One, the shape, size and colour of the bottle and two, the type of enclosure and label. To date, most of the studies have focused on the impact of labelling on purchase intention. Very few have examined the effect of bottle shape and size. And again, I'm going to... Um, move down because i want you to go and read this yourself and um, and this relates to the same wine study shop in oxford england uh, where it says actually over 500 bottles were weighed with a kitchen scale with the main characteristic of the wine side noticed um does the weight of the bottle really give an indication of the price and quality of the wine inside The cost of the bottle itself is something to consider. Lightweight bottles are weaker, generally, and more likely to break during transportation, so oftentimes the stronger bottles would be preferred. Consumers often believe that for higher quality wines, the increased cost of glass in a stronger bottle is small when concerned with the risk of breakage. And um, there's lots of results here I'm not going to read them all just read a little bit of the conclusion in general this very short study found that the weight of the of the wine bottles was strongly correlated with price of the bottle which varied slightly from country to country and type of wine the authors did not find any direct correlation between the price of a bottle of wine and its perceived quality and there's an awful lot of that in-depth study uh, there, so that is the um, uh, the academic wino. I'm going to, uh, well, I've already made a note of that, but that's a, a site that um, obviously will go back. Let me have a little look. Uh, and just to give you an idea, um, good comparison for this if you go uh, on the 17th of February 2014, their last uh, article was called Can. Bag in a box, plastic pouches, completely glass bottles for wine quality over time. Now, I did about wine in a bag a few weeks ago. So I may, after I've done this episode, go and have a full read of that article at www.academicwino.com. Now, I have got a number of other links, but I'm going to curtail that at the 40-minute mark um, and say... But um, let's leave it at that for episode 128. Episode 129, next uh, Tuesday, um, the um, Big and Fruity Wine podcast will be um, talking winemakers like a bargain too. Yes, one of the problems with spring cleaning is that you now have gaps or spaces where you store your wine. And um, it can be quite expensive to get another dozen good bottles to... uh, to fill that gap. So I'm going to go out and and do a little bit more purchasing to restock. But I'm going to do my first restock with some uh, bargain basic um, wines. And one I know I'm definitely going to get uh, because it's wine I just had earlier in this week. Uh, It's a bottle of wine from Morrison's. so I'll be returning to Morrison's and I'll give you a clue. It cost under £4. That's under $6, which in the UK with all their taxes is a bargain basement. And I would say it's the best wine I've tasted under £7 for a long time, and it's under £4. So you'll have to come back for that one, won't you? Yes, indeed you will. So let me play my, uh, my uh, jazz outro music and say thank you ever so much for listening. I hope the audio quality has been fine this week. And uh, this is Dave AC, hoping to catch you again next week on the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Bye for now.